step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 The Yakuza Kick Radio. This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio, Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us. Jesus! God and baby. Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah! Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night. This is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, probably watching porn. You have this muted. You should be listening to it, Jason Man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that guy. You only fuck that. Black dude. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, Jake Morris. It's May 2nd, 2018. Um, so, yeah, I got a few things to go into tonight. Um, first things first, I did the uh, Spartan Beast on Saturday. Uh, this is my fourth time doing the Spartan Beast. Um, this will be my fourth year in a row, uh, you know, providing nothing crazy happens. Uh, fourth year in a row doing a Spartan trifecta. Uh, I hit two thirds of the trifecta in two weeks. So I hit the sprint a week later, hit the beast, 
and now I got the one in the middle, which is the Super Spartan, which is in Palmerton, which is uh, like the Poconos area. And I do that one in July. And actually, the week after that, I do Tough Mudder. So, um, it'll be another, you know, action-packed two weeks. Um, so, yeah. Um, I did really well uh, in the Spartan Beast. Um, let me see. I just had it up on my screen, and I lost it because I didn't look at my phone for long enough. All right. Uh, I finished in five hours and eight minutes. 39 seconds, um, which is way, way faster than the past years. I'm not going to, you know, pretend like, all right, uh, I'm just an hour and a half faster than, than I was the year before. Cause the year before it took me six and a half hours. The year before that, it took me probably about seven and a half hours. Um, I don't know if it was quite seven and a half, but I do remember it was seven and change. Um, I gotta say that They've made it, I hate to use the word easy at any, you know, stretch of the imagination for a tough, a tough mutter or, um, you know, definitely the Spartan races, but they definitely pumped their brakes a little bit on what they were doing. Um, elevation change was like such a huge, huge thing with the, uh, the past Spartan races. I don't know what their, their failure rate was. It has, had to have been really high, you know, people just giving up. Because, um, yeah, I've been in good shape for a while. And the thing is, is, you know, and I'm not like a prolific runner. I'm not, you know, fantastic at running or hiking or any of that stuff. And really, that's that's what you kind of need for this stuff. I'm pretty good obstacle-wise. I crush most obstacles. But, um, yeah, this is, uh, in the past, it was like, you know, it's on, for the most part, they rent out like ski mountains. And you're, you're walking up where people ski down you know, like you know the stuff that they have the the chairs going up yeah the lifts well you're fucking walking up the hill beneath those chairs you know the, the same thing that people wouldn't want to walk up that's what you're walking up for the most time um and in the past i mean the hills were so so steep that it was just like fuck shit um i did not feel that way about this year uh there were a couple of steep hills i mean make no mistake about it we were up and down a mountain for 13 miles but um you know it, it's a big difference if you say all right we're gonna walk pretty much straight up come halfway down about that elevation then another straight up then all the way down then back straight up you know what i mean so if you do that for a couple of miles like you know you'll It'll burn your legs up really, really quick. Um, so, yeah, but I was really happy with it, um, you know, with, with my time and everything else. Um, so, with that five-hour time, I came in uh, 584 out of 3,926. So, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll take that shit. Um, faster than over 3,000 motherfuckers. Uh, take it. Um, in males, I was 503 out of 2,680, and in my age group, which is now 40 to 44, uh, I was number 82 out of 369, so, look, I, I can't complain with that, I was, uh, very happy, you know, the one thing that's so, <laughs> it, it fucking, uh, 
just smacks you in the face while you're doing these uh these beast races because they have something called an ultra beast which i'm not really sure exactly how you train for that shit um it's just crazy i mean you know um it was only a handful of years ago that i started doing this shit overall so when it comes to an ultra beast that's actually two laps around this beast course um they actually add a couple extra miles to it so it's an actual 30 mile fucking mountain race um so what's a little bit depressing is while you're dragging yourself through this race and you're about, you know, mile eight or 10 of a 13 mile race, um, the ultras who have already made a lap around there are like passing you like, like a swift jog, like coming through on a left, <laughs> like you motherfucker. That means they did an entire course plus, you know, three quarters of it and they're still moving faster than you. And it's like, God damn it. But, uh, you know, like I said, uh, a lot of these people are just a different breed of cat than me. You know, they, they were running since they were young. They've been, you know, training for this a long time. Some people are just built for that, you know. Um, realistically, like I said, I really had to switch my mentality and my gears as far as what I was doing with life to, to even be doing this type of thing. So I'm very happy where I'm at either way. Um, so that was that. Um, you know what I noticed, uh, there was a one ultra that passed me or whatever, and this fucking kid, I mean, he looked like he was probably 30 years old or 20 something years old, hole inside of his right or left bicep, I don't know, remember which arm, I don't really care, um, was just a big ass Confederate flag. And then on his book bag, he had, um, like a patch that had the Starbucks logo and it said, offend everyone. It's in our nature on the patch. And my thing is like this, like, I'm not like, Oh, I'm so offended by how this guy is. Doing. It's not that it's just, I think this guy is just a colossal dickhead because, you know, first off, like you had to run out and get a patch after you saw the, the racial shit happen on the news. And the thing is, it's crazy because like, but, you know, the whole, like, boycott Starbucks, all of that shit. Like, come on, man. Like, it wasn't their mission statement to, like, <laughs> you know, have black people arrested if they're hanging around in the store. That's not, like, across the board. Like, yeah, this is how Starbucks rolls. Like, I'm with Dunkin' Donuts. It's like, shut the fuck up, man. That's, <laughs> that's not, like, their fucking credo. Um, so that's ridiculous in itself. But the thing is, is and, and I feel this way about a lot of um you know, a lot of things like well, that situation happened, right? Uh, obviously things weren't handled right. Ignorant shit happens. I mean, there, there's some shit misunderstandings that happen and, and, you know, then you just get some people that are just blatantly wrong and ignorant and, you know, do hateful shit. I don't really have nearly as much problem with those people because uh, there's just always going to be you know, like a, like a racial element, like a there's people who do fucked up shit. It doesn't even have to be racial. There's people who do fucked up shit across the board, all over the country, all over the world. It, there's just going to be that percentage of people that are fucked up. My bigger problem is the part of the population that sees people do that fucked up shit and embraces it. Like, yes, that's what the fuck I'm talking about. Like, those are the people I think you got to watch out for. More so than the people who are, are going to, you know, just do some old dumb shit here and there. Um, 
And that's, you know, that that's the same way I feel about, like, um, a lot of the people who support the different things that Trump has said or done. Trump is just being fucking Trump, you know? But um, the people, you know, when this dude says, like, yeah, we're going to get all the Mexicans out of here, or, you know, whatever. The people who are, like, fucking rising to their feet and clapping, like, oh, those are the ones to watch out for. Because he could just be talking shit, but those motherfuckers are about it, you know? Um, it, it's just, it's crazy. And, you know, that's why I've said a lot of times, like, you don't have to look for racial, um, you don't have to look for racism. You don't have to be like, yo, that white guy said nigga while he was singing a song. That's, that's, I'm so offended. That guy's racist. This is a hate crime. This is, just settle the fuck down. There is enough real fucking racism out there that that you could just fucking see. I mean, you don't need to fucking look around. You got people that run around buying patches and shit for their motherfucking, you know, (laughs) their Spartan race fucking backpack. Just so they could show motherfuckers who might see them out there, like, look, I'm really into racism. <laughs> like, I'm fucking, I'm shopping for racist items. Like, that, that's how racist a motherfucker is. And then, you know, the other thing, too, is, like, the Confederate flag when you're, like, a fucking 30-year-old dude. Like, I don't support that shit, you know, I don't give a fuck what age you are. I'm not down with that Confederate flag shit. But, you know, when you're, you're like, fucking 20-something, 30 years old, like, that shit is not your your era at all to even be rocking that shit. Like you're just trying to be on some like throwback racism. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, motherfuckers my age, like rocking a Joe Namath Jersey. You're trying to just be on some throwback shit. Like you're a Jets fan and you just happen to, you know, you, you want to rock that old Namath. That's what, that's what a Confederate flag is to like a young racist. (laughs) It's just like a throwback Jersey (laughs) to when shit was fucked up and they're all about it. Um, so, yeah, it's just wild. Like, shit like that just jumps out to me. And, again, it's, like, he's looking to just offend people. And, like, they take that stance. Like, oh, yeah, everybody's so sensitive. It's like, mm, yeah, I mean, there is a lot of sensitive bullshit where comedians can't make jokes and this and that. But then there's the other part where you're not even a funny human being and you're just a dickhead. I mean, you're just you're just outing yourself as the biggest dickhead on the mountain. So, um, you know, shit like that just stands out. Um then uh, on Monday, I did the Death Nut Challenge. If you have not seen the video, go and check it out. It's on all my all my social media. I, I posted the link to it on uh, my Facebook and Twitter. I rarely ever use Twitter, but I did throw the link on there. Um, Instagram, it's like on my bio. Um, what's the other thing? Is there another thing? Twitter, Instagram. No, I think that's it. So yeah, uh, you know. Oh, and I mean, it's on YouTube. That's that's where it's hosted from, anyway. Um, I think if you just search "Death Nut Challenge" on YouTube, I'll probably come up. I mean, especially if you could uh, switch the filters to like most recent, because the shit just happened Monday. So um, did it with my friend Corey. Um, she tapped out after uh, three nuts. Um, the shit was intense. Um. I knew from the start, like, look, Cannonball and, and Louie did it. And uh, I've seen, you know, a couple of videos of people doing it. They give you this little list of rules and, like, you don't drink any liquids through the whole challenge. Like, oh, fuck yourself, dude. Like, this this shit is extreme. Like, you show people that fucking package and, and, and they're like, you're out of your fucking mind. I ain't, I ain't going near that shit. So, look, I'm not trying to be, like, world's 
craziest hot pepper eating motherfucker on the planet. So, I mean, if you want to push the limits and you really want to go buy the book and no liquid through the whole challenge, go for it. But make no fucking mistake about it. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be like a, a walk in the fucking park if you drink water during it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, it sucks. Um, so anyway, I, I you know that's that's how I plan. I figured I'll do the no water thing for as long as I feel comfortable, and then after three, Corey tapped out, and I I started with the water after three, you know three levels. Um. Yeah, some of the peanuts, they're not bad. I mean, the taste isn't bad on the majority of the things. Uh, the the heat, you know, it, it fucking brings the heat for sure. Um, So the biggest problem with these type of things, too, is I can handle just about any type of heat, you know, on, in my mouth. Like, I don't really pause. I, I don't really uh, have any problem with that. But my fucking stomach is a whole nother ballgame. My stomach is never on board for these challenges. Like, it, it's never... It's never where, like, my stomach's like, yeah, I'm down to fucking test my limits today. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's that's like a brain and taste bud thing. Um, but when it comes to your stomach, I, I mean, I guess you could just eat hot food a lot, like, a ton, and train yourself stomach-wise for that. But for me, like, I really don't eat, like, a ton of hot food. Um, I, uh, you know, I make my hot sauces and stuff like that, and I'll put my hot sauce on stuff quite often but i don't make it like a challenge like i don't i don't generally don't eat like challenging level hot sauces like this is rough to get through like why ruin your food you know what i mean so i'm generally not like a food challenge guy uh, i do the the pepper pong which is like a pretty fucking extreme thing but that's like you know once in august every summer you know with peppers that i grow and stuff like that and that, that's a that's a good time and you know a lot of people wind up throwing up and you know it is what it is but, um, yeah, so, so we did this, I, I got through all the levels and then, uh, you know, like hey, the thing is with the water too, is it, it's again, not the mouth. It's that shit just starts sitting in my throat. Like, I feel like it's not moving down and it just starts to feel like heavy in your throat. And I, and I feel like, uh, it wouldn't stay down nearly as long as it did if I didn't have something to wash it down, down there, like, it just, the shit just kind of sits up top, and, um, yeah, so, so I drank the water, did the whole thing, got through all the, the levels or whatever, and turned the video off, we were just sitting there chatting for, like, 15 minutes, and I really thought I got past, like, the, the worst part, because you'll see, like, late in the video, it's, like, it felt like, like I did a million crunches. Like I felt it like in my abs, not just like my stomach. Like I felt it like in the muscles in my stomach. Like it was, it was pretty intense, but I thought I got past all of that. And we were just like sitting there chatting and talking and whatever. And then it just hit me. Like, I was like, nope, fucking hit the bathroom and fucking came back up. Now, like throwing up obviously sucks, but it went out my fucking nose. And that was hell. That was like, the worst part of the entire challenge and, uh, you know, was it, it in my nose. Because if you think eating anything is hot or fucking difficult or whatever the, the case may be, however you want to label it, try eating that shit with your sinuses. <laughs> like, you know, sinuses are pretty, pretty fucking sensitive. You know, all the mucous membranes and all of that shit. Um, that shit is fucking intense. Uh, 
it just felt like fire. There's like a like a skull with fire on it on the uh, on the front of the thing. I felt like that fucking guy was in my face. Um, so it took me to be like you know blowing my nose and blowing my nose to finally get it out of there, which was fucking not easy. Um, yeah, but that that was the most brutal part of it for sure. Um, so I hope everybody enjoyed the video. And you know, like I said, I give full credit to anyone who wants to plow through that shit without liquid or anything, but it, it's not my gig. That's, that's not some shit that I'm looking to accomplish. I don't, I personally wouldn't see that as like, yeah, that's, that's awesome. I did it without liquid. I don't give a fuck. Um, my, my, you know, again, just like in, you know, the Spartan races, I'm not expecting to finish first. I'm just trying to finish, <laughs> you know, and that's, that's what I was aiming for with this fucking peanut challenge. So. Um, that's, that's that. Um, what do I want to get into? Um, well, I, you know, I guess I'll go into this, uh, King of the Death Match thing. Uh, King of the Death Match, um, was a plan of mine to, uh, to go to King. And, um, you know, for those who don't know, King of the Death Match is pretty much what brought Deathmatch tournaments to the States. Um, I can't give you like an entire history lesson of years and this and this, but I, it really set the stage for all these deathmatch tournaments that are happening pretty much weekly around here these days, especially in the summer. They're popping up all over the country now. The King of the Deathmatch has been the measuring stick for that for a long time. There was a point where Tournament of Death definitely took over and became um, set the bar a little higher. Uh, you know, I'm not going to bullshit you and tell you that, like, King of the Death match was always better than Tournament of Death, because that was definitely not the case. Um, something that set King of the Death match apart was always the two-day tournament, which they've gone away from here and there. They're back to a two-day, you know, this year. I think they did a two-day last year. Um, not positive. But um, they, uh, you know, they they set themselves apart by doing that two-day tournament, and it, it really, you know... Um, sets sets them apart from your average one day one and done tournament. Um, but I mean the things that they've innovated over the years and the levels of ultra violence they've done is just unmatched. Um, two years ago I went with um, myself, um, Jeremy, Whackpacker Hogan, and um, that little homo AJ, um, and um, it was a great time. I mean, it was before uh, the little homo um, turned on me and then, uh, you know, became a little piece of shit and uh, talked all this garbage online and stuff like that that he wouldn't do to my face. But um, it was a great time. You know, Hogan was uh, made that whole trip fucking easy. You know, he, the comedic um, relief of, of Whackpacker Hogan through a long ass trip was just fucking awesome. And Jeremy's a good friend of mine, so it was just a, a really good trip. And, um, you know, so I always had like a, I'd like to do that one more time kind of thing in the back of my mind. Um, when Ian started talking about the um, the end of IWA, uh, he was, he was going to wrap it up. January was going to be the last show or whatever. I started telling Jeremy like, yeah, well, I, I mean, I got to go if that's the case. Shortly after, Ian was able to get some money together and keep things going, which I was glad for because, number one, I, I like to see Ian succeed and, well, at least, you know, stay afloat. I mean, I don't know, if, you know, <laughs> I'm not saying it like, yeah, he 
He fucking started crushing it, and now he's making tons of money. I'm just saying, like, they did enough where they can keep things running, which I was happy about. Um, Also happy that I really didn't have to go because it wasn't something that I really wanted to do. You know, everybody who's listened to this knows that I stopped attending wrestling shows a while ago. Um, I'm all I'm all out. Um, And I mean, we'll we'll go to, you know, pretty far extent to explain that tonight again. But, um, you know, I did uh, probably like a two hour show. Um, If you go a while back, probably a month, two months back, some something along those lines. But um, explaining why I'm just done with wrestling. I'm all done. It's not like, yeah, you know. There was a while where it was just this company was doing some shit I didn't like, or this company was doing some shit I didn't like. And there was at one point an option where you could just say, well, you know, come over to this because they're doing some shit you like over here. Um, there, there was that period of time where that existed. Well, enough things happened and enough things turned me off from wrestling as a whole that that, that no longer exists. You can show me the best thing on the planet and I still, I don't care. I'm just checked out. You know what I mean? It's not, I, I don't say this thing, you know, I, for a while I kind of said it half jokingly, like, I, I don't even like wrestling. I'm telling you like straight up a hundred percent. I don't like wrestling anymore. Like, uh, uh, there, there's some shit I really like about it. There's some awesome matches, but I, I don't go out of my way to watch it. Um, I almost go out of my way not to watch it because I just, I have zero plans to watch wrestling as of right this minute, I have zero plans to ever watch wrestling. I'm not saying I'm never going to. I'm sure I'll watch a show here and there. When King of the Death match winds up, you know, on a video on demand or whatever, I'll probably check it out. But, you know, like, you know, there's deathmatch season type shit. I end up watching the Tournament of Survivals, the Tournament of Deaths, even though I don't know about this year. Um, those type of things. But I really, like, I don't have, like... I even uh I resubscribed to the the WWE Network for Royal Rumble because Royal Rumble is one of those things, and I had I hadn't watched WWE since probably the previous WrestleMania or some shit, and um I was just like Royal Rumble is one of those things, you know, a lot of surprises, exciting, you know, the big fucking Rumble match, all of that. And then I said, eh, all right. So I resubscribed for Royal Rumble, and then I said, let me just keep it for Mania. I turned it on for Mania. I watched, like, three matches. Uh, I meant to cancel, like, the next day because, again, I have, I have no plans on, like, okay, I'm, I'm back in. Like, it's it's not like that. Um, I You know, I saw a few matches. Some shit was pretty good. You know, the AJ Nakamura wasn't bad. I, I talked about it on the show or whatever, and uh, it was all right. But, like, I could take it or leave it. It's just – it. I have no passion for it anymore. So um, I meant to cancel like the next day, forgot about it, like a month passed. And then they sent me an email like, hey, fucking such and such is coming up. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot to cancel. So I canceled it like a week or two, a couple weeks ago. Um, but the thing about it is, is and, and this is the underlying problem of the entire trip and the entire reason why I canceled the underlying problem portion of it all is I just I am not excited about wrestling I'm just not um so having canceled off of the uh Guardians show and, and I you know I canceled off of that long before I ever made plans to go like there was never like I'm going and then I'm not going I was like 
hey, might go to that, you know, when it was like the end of IWA. And then when it was like, it's not the end of IWA, like within the same sentence of reading that, I was like, well, I'm not going to that. Um, wasn't even a thought. Um, so I, I, I just decided, all right, you know, I, I do want to do one more. I had in my mind at least that I wanted to do one more, um, you know, King of the Death. Now, as, as months went by, I, you know, I signed up for this. I, I, I said, all right, I'm going to go, you know, we're going to make the trip. And as months went by and as it got closer, I just more and more, I'm just dreading going. I'm just going like, God, oh, fucking ride. Jesus Christ. So let me, let me now add all the factors in on why, uh, why I'm not going. Um, so one factor being the ride. Um, I don't, I really, I, I'm so checked out of wrestling for me to spend a combined over 24 hours in the car in a weekend. It's bizarre. Like who the fuck would do that for something that they're really not that into, you know? Um, I mean, game changers running crazy fucking shows in Jersey. Of course, you know, I don't get along with Danny or Brett or any of them, but in the same token, they're running crazy fucking shows in New Jersey. There's not a chance I'm going to one of them. Um, of course, I like Ian a lot better, and uh, I, you know, King of the Death match is, is something you know I have a lot of respect for, but in the same token, like 13 hours in the fucking car to get there, and then like 13 hours back, something like that. It was like 14 last time, but we hit a lot of traffic and stuff. So anyway, um, that, that to me is just fucking crazy. Absolutely fucking crazy. Um, not only that, it's going to cost me $200 to chip in for the rental and for the hotel. So again, combined over 24 hours in the car, $200 and then missing two days of work, which, you know, I got vacation time and stuff, but obviously, you know, you, you lose overtime. You can't, um, yeah, you can't get overtime on vacation pay. So I definitely still lose money and not being at my job for, then it would be three days, my normal day off plus the extra two days I take off. Um, for what I do, it's a big deal. Not that I can't take time off. I can, but I understand like what, what I do when I take care of these cats. Um, my word carries a lot of weight while I'm standing there. Um, if I'm not there in some scenarios, it can cost a cat their life. Um, you know, different situations are handled different by different people. And I know that my cats are in the very safest hands when I'm in the building. So, um, there's a nervousness, you know, there, there, things can happen. Not that like, oh yeah, cats are fucked if I'm not there every time. I, I'm just saying like, Things can happen. So there's a worry that goes along with me not being there for three straight days because I really don't take vacations. I take like a fucking Saturday and then I'm off Sunday and that's my big fucking two day stretch. And that's that's a that's a long stretch for me. If I take another random day off in the middle of the week, well, then I have my day off on Sunday and then I take another day off and I'm still only missing like a day. Um, you know, and again, I have vacation time. I've been there for, you know, 17 years. So. It's just 
it's a lot. So, again, add all those things to, again, I'm really not into it. I'm really not excited. As time grows closer to these trips and these these deathmatch tournaments and, and whatever big wrestling show in the past, it was always something that as the closer it got, the more excited you got, the more hyped you got. And the closer it got, the more I dreaded it. It was just like, fuck, I, I got to go all the way the fuck out there. Like, I can't see my kids for three days. I got to not be at work for three days, spend $200, spend over 24 hours in a car. Like, the negatives are just so fucking outweighing the positives. Um, and then, you know, let me just add this, because this is another topic I got to touch on. This Michael Thick homo. This this kid is is a straight up pussy. And, and the reason why the entire fucking thing started with me and this fucking idiot is because I called him a pussy for being a pussy. He went on a, an anonymous page with an anonymous picture. No one knew who the fuck he was. And he started calling Ian Rotten a bitch and a this and a that and talking all sorts of insult shit. Because he was hiding behind a motherfucking logo. So when I called him out, he got super offended. But he still didn't know that I knew who the fuck he was. So then I exposed who he was. Then he got really super offended. But you see, all the threats and all of that shit came before he knew that I knew who the fuck he was. Now the thing, you know, the thing is, is as I forementioned, you know, my job, my kids, these are all very, very important things to me. This is what my life consists of. I work six days a week. I have three children that I see every single day of my life and I would have it no other way. Um, for me to go fucking 13, 14 hours away from home and be in the same place with this dude that threatened me long distance, of course, you know, behind a logo and all of that bullshit. Posted my picture, talked all this res- reckless shit, promising his other little dirtbag friends that he was going to punch me in the face and this and that. I'd be risking my freedom to even show up there. And again, if I was into the shit, I would deal with the 20 plus, 24 plus hours in the car, the $200, the taking the days off of work. I would deal with all these different things because it would be worth it. And and I'd go there, and then whatever the fuck happened with him would happen with him. But I know me. I'm already annoyed from all the other things that you stack up there. Now you add this idiot to the fucking group. And I guarantee you, because I'm not one of these, like, forgetful type of person, people. And, and I'm not trying to pin myself as, like, some super tough guy. And, like, I fuck everybody up who talks shit. That's not the case. But in the same token, it, there's a certain level that I could be pushed. And after that, it's my responsibility to keep myself out of a situation that's going to escalate. And this absolutely would escalate. Uh, for instance, back to the Hamhead situation. In Bayonne, um, shit absolutely would have went down. Um, when I got in Hamhead's face and, and, and confronted him about all the wild shit he talked online and all that crazy shit he had to say about me online, and when I got in his face in Bayonne, we were downstairs, we were in a, a basement or whatever the fuck it was, of that school in Bayonne, there was nothing but fucking me, him, and there were double doors behind him that went to the outside. And all I needed, and and, and I'm not saying like this was the right decision and that, you know, I'm a bad motherfucker. So this is how I do things. But I'm telling you, once I get to that level, it's, it's, that's what the, that's where my brain goes. And 
his answers to me were crucial to both of us doing that fucking show that night, straight up. Because And he could tell you all the type of bullshit he wants, but he said all the right things to make shit not happen that night. And he knows the deal. He had tears in his fucking eyes, not saying they were rolling down his face, but his eyes were watery. And he said the words, if I could take it back, I would. Um, that was a long time ago, which, mind you, was less than a month ago. Um, that was a long time ago. Um, what's, what's beating my ass going to prove? These are the type of things he was saying to me, not fuck you, fuck you, pussy, any of the shit that he was saying online. Yeah, I mean, fuck you, motherfucker. Like he he got all sorts of fuck yous for me online and to everybody that wanted to listen and jump on the hamhead bandwagon. He had all sorts of wild shit to say to me. But that night I was fucking amped and he had no fuck yous for me. And that was it because I'm telling you right then, like that night wouldn't have ended well for either one of us. I'm not delusional. I would have went to fucking jail. I mean, I would have at least got fucking brought in. Um, he wouldn't have finished the night in that building. I fucking promise you, because like I said, the, the double doors behind him went to the outside and there was no one there to fucking stop it. No one, especially when those doors clicked shut, there was no one on the outside of those doors. It was me and him. So, um, and, and again, you could do the tail of the tape between me and him and me and his Michael Thick dude. And if, if you believe anything else would happen other than, than me getting the fucking best of either one of those situations, then I don't have anything to say to you. Like, I, I, I don't know. I'm not one of these motherfuckers who's like, I need to prove to everybody out there that I could do. I mean, you can look at what the fuck I'm up to and you can look at what the fuck they're up to and, and you tell me what the fuck would happen. Like, let's not get it. Let's not get crazy. So, um, that, that's just the feeling I got, you know, and, and, and I know this dude went there with me where I was just like, all right, you know, if I see this dude and, you know, you, you can go through the motions of thinking of this and that, and, you know, he's not going to do anything. You're damn right. He's not going to do anything. But what about me? Now I'm going to sit there passive for two days after the wild shit he talked, see him and then, and then just. Oh, okay. Well, nothing happened. Just, I don't know. Um, again, I don't seek out problems. I don't have this type of shit going in real life. Like in, in my regular day to day, people don't talk about me the way that they do on this little bullshit internet. I mean, I, I don't really like, yeah, I might not have all the friends in the world, but in the same token, I don't have these type of issues. I don't have these type of motherfuckers talking reckless in, in my life, in, in, you know, in day to day life and work and off work. It just, this shit doesn't happen. So if I put myself in a predicament where that type of shit is suddenly going to happen, that's, that's my fucking fault then. As a 40-year-old man with kids, that's my fucking fault if I put myself in a position for it to happen. So again, I can, if it's worth it to me to go through the whole fucking spiel of the, the hours in the car and the money and the this and the that, if it's worth it to me because I'm into this shit, then I'll do my best to stay out of fucking trouble and to keep my composure and this and that. But to go into the whole scenario annoyed because I'm even going on a trip to begin with, not to mention, like, there's other motherfuckers in the in, in this trip that are gung-ho about going. The fuck am I going to fuck their trip up for? Yeah, I mean, being the negative dude is like, yo, what the fuck? This trip's long. It's long for everybody, but they're down to go. So it seems crazy for me to, you know, just be that, that, uh, that dark cloud on the whole situation. So, um, to me, it didn't make any sense. It just, um, the closer it got, it was just like, I just, 
this isn't this isn't what I want to do. Um, having said that, I, I really think Ian's going to put on the best fucking tournament in the country. Um, I think this is Nick Gage's tournament, um, which is, you know, was a huge contributing factor to the positives that I saw in this was like two years ago when Nick went in there and um, went to that fucking semifinal match for 50 plus minutes with uh, John Wayne Murdoch. John Wayne, can you buy me a pizza, Murdoch? Um, I mean, just fucking completely blew the roof off. That was like, that was where the dude came out of prison, had some good matches and this and that, had some crazy shit, and then was like, now I'll go 50 minutes with this guy. Holy fucking shit can Gage go. Which, nobody had any questions of whether he could, whether he couldn't, but anyone who thought like ring rust, you know, how's he going to be? Has this, how's that? 50 minute with John Wayne Murdoch lets you know exactly what the fuck he was capable of. And then he fucked up, went back to jail. Yeah, because it is what it is there. But, um, so it kind of left people waiting like, oh, fuck, Gage was on fire. Gage is out of here. Another year in. And now he's back out. His return to King of the Death match this year. And, um, yeah, I, I think he's, he's got to go fucking win this shit, you know? Um, and, and, you know, if the fans out there get however many rounds the tournament is of Nick fucking Gage and what he's out there doing right now, I mean, he's right now the best in deathmatch wrestling. No question. No question about it. Um, I mean, he's, he's a, at a full fucking sprint, you know? So, um, I wish everybody out there, you know, a great time. Um, anybody who's hyped to see that type of shit out there, it's not going to disappoint. I mean, there's nothing about it that's going to disappoint, but like I said, I, I am just fucking checked out. Um, you know, we'll touch on that a little bit later too. When I do my plugs, cause I got, you know, some things to say there too, but, um, yeah, I, it's just, it just wasn't in the cards for me. Um, that there's not much more I could say about it. Just everything in, everything weighed in. It just, as, as I got closer, I just kept like having more of like a, fuck, here we go. You know, Jesus, it's, you know, it's, it's getting closer and like, I shouldn't be dreading this shit. This is a fuck. I I was supposed to be hyped. It, It just, it made no sense to be feeling the way I felt about it. And, uh, yeah. I, uh, I, I'm grateful that, you know, Jeremy understood in me, um, deciding to opt out, you know, especially this, this close to the situation. I really didn't want to be that guy, but, um, I just, I, I don't feel it was right for me to, to force myself to go. Cause it's just, it just, it wasn't what I wanted to do at all. Like I didn't want to sit in the fucking car for a combined 25 hours in the car for something they don't want to do is fucking crazy. So, uh, that, 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 um, TOD in New Jersey. Um, let, let me fucking, I didn't even, I, I gotta like pull up fucking Instagram or something to find where the shit's at again. Um, This shit is in motherfucking, uh, what is it, uh, Pansboro Deck Hockey, 
in Berlin, New Jersey. Um, in the tournament is Brandon Kirk, Ricky Shane Page, Mr. Claxton, um, Josh Crane, who still owes me fucking money, Dale Patrick, Stockade, um, Mance Warner, Dan O'Hare, Casanova Valentine, um, I know there's a little Euro fruit, where the hell is he? Drew Parker, I think that's everybody. And I don't know, that might even be a full field, I didn't even count how many I just listed, but, um, that might be the full field. Um... Apparently, they had some issues with the the Delaware State Athletic Commission, whatever the case is, and Deathmatch Wrestling, I think, is done in Delaware, I think. Um, So, they're moving to this little joint in Jersey. Well, a couple thoughts here. Number one, I don't feel like DJ, despite the fact that GCW's been going all out in Jersey, uh, DJ has been extremely cautious about doing the same. Um, I mean, through Cage of Death, I mean, they did some, you know, the the Cage of Death match itself was crazy. But they ran, like, an anniversary show with no death match, no anything like that. Um, They've been running very, very soft and and been very straightforward about, we're changing our direction and our, you know, all the barbed wire out of the logo, all of that shit. They've been running a a way softer, softer combat zone. Um, uh, And now, I mean, the, the place that they're calling home they didn't want to get cookie crumbs in the motherfucking uh, the AstroTurf or whatever. So you think glass is allowed there? That's out. I don't think thumbtacks are going to be scattered all over the fucking joint if they're worried about cookie crumbs and shit. I, I, I've said it, you know, a lot recently, and um, CCW's dead. I mean, it's it's absolutely dead. I'll be really, really surprised if it exists in two years. Um. You know, and then they did the whole, like, everybody's got to choose a side, you know, GCW or CCW, you can't work both places anymore. Joey left, uh, I, I saw the, the, like, tantrum he threw. It looked, it looked pretty silly. But, uh, he, you know, he threw a little tantrum on the uh, CCW Best of the Best show after he was eliminated. Uh, report I heard is he... he Wanted to go to the finals. They said no. They took him out first round, whatever the case. Um, which, you know, again, that's just what I heard. I don't know shit. Um, and, uh, you know, he flipped out. It, it sounded ridiculous. <laughs> it sounded ridiculous. Um, but either way, like, I can't blame Joey for fucking picking GCW. I can't blame Schlack for picking GCW. From what I understand, that's the case there. He's not in tournament of death which is a fucking big blow to tournament of deaths as far as I'm concerned. Um, Jimmy Lloyd, I'm pretty sure picked GCW. Who gives a fuck? Um, you know, they, they threw him a fucking birthday party show. I'm pretty sure he's, he's a GCW guy, despite the you know training in CCW, but who gives a shit? Um, Tremont supposedly is Team CCW, as it were. Um, you know... He's a guy who's not working deathmatch tournaments anymore. Um, I'm sure Tremont could still go, but he's he's banged the fuck up. I mean, you know, no disrespect to Tremont because the reason he's banged up is for going a million miles an hour and and carrying deathmatch wrestling as a whole on his back for a handful of years. So I mean, he he's really fucking 
he's he's not like the the Tremont that he was before. I'm sure sometime this year he'll put on some insane matches that uh you know will will remind you of what Tremont's capable of because you know he's not done. But in the same token, um, uh, this this isn't getting you know a young rookie prospect. This is just getting a guy who's being loyal to CCW, you know, hanging with CCW. Um, but I mean, last year, you know, look what GCW got out of Tremont. So I don't think it's like a a fuck you by any stretch of the imagination to be like, all right, look, I'm gonna go hang out with these guys for now until things cool down, and you know, and things might go back to like everyone's working everywhere. Neither one of these companies are paying enough to compensate for two bookings, so I don't know. It's um, you know. On one hand, it's stupid, but on the other hand, the shit has gotten so volatile between the fucking two companies, you can't expect it to go any other way. I mean, they, they, they've been cutting each other's throats left and right, so to have the same people in both locker rooms has always been kind of awkward from yeah, at least my vantage point as a fan. Uh, fan, whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, CCW going from uh, Tournament of Death, let's not get it fucked up. Tournament of Death survived on its aura its aura was as they called it death stock and and it was a you know like a death match woodstock whatever you want to call it um they were out there in the field in dj's yard and um it's always been you know like a lawless fucking environment i think some of those people go out there to get trashed more so than they even give a fuck about the the show itself which you better hope those fucking people show up because the show itself does not look impressive. The that card looks like absolute trash. And there's a couple of good deathmatch guys on that on that show, but nothing stands out as a must see. You look at King of the Deathmatch, you look at Tournament of Survival, and Tournament of Survival is only a couple announcements into their actual tournament. But you look at King of the Deathmatch, you look at Tournament of Survival. I mean, the the, the name Nick Gage alone crushes what Tournament of Death's doing. You know, it's just over. And yeah, they're going, oh, you know, coolers are still allowed at ringside. And no, no, tailgating's cool. You don't understand. When this shit is tucked away in your fucking backyard and these people are just about doing meth in your fucking yard. Again, not that that's the right thing to do and not that that's been my gimmick ever. But uh, these motherfuckers are on some complete lawless, crazy fucking getting fucked up like they're in their backyard shit you can't just do that just anywhere you you can't especially first time venue um i heard rumors that it might be in a fucking school zone which if that's the case that's all nice you could tell people tailgating's cool yeah drinking your car whatever all you need is one fucking cop to roll up while these dudes are smoking weed i mean you, you can't fucking provide a, a false sense of security for your fans and start getting them arrested at your event, which is a very big possibility when you bring a deathmatch tournament into a town that never had one before. Um, and like I said, again, I don't think DJ is comfortable enough to push the limits and have tournament of death be the craziest fucking tournament you've ever seen by all, by all indications. Um, DJ doesn't want to do deathmatch shit anymore. So, I mean, even if he does this and then uses this as his, like, springboard to, like, look, it's too hard to get this get away with it anymore, then he's got his way. He's got his way. We're like, look, can't do it in Delaware. Uh, We were told to fucking not do what we just did. So what do you want me to do, fans? My hands are tied. Uh, I guess we'll just, 
you know, bring Brittany Blake back and put her over fucking Ricky Shane Page. What can you do? Um, I don't know. It, it's just, it's all bullshit. It's funny too seeing the, the the tables flip too, where you know it was like a year ago Joey Janela was coming at me and anyone else who said something bad about CZW and said like, no man, they're going in a great direction, and if you don't like it, you should just go watch some other shit because you know they're they're going they're doing uh progressive things and they're they're uh they're evolving and then next thing you know like he he's one of the people pointing out like yeah it's some little shithole next to a high school and fucking you know now it's okay that's the thing like nobody likes my fucking blunt honesty and then you you fast forward like a year later and they're saying the same shit i said i had the same fucking problem with joey back in the day where um I, I fucking, I hated uh, Eric Tapout. I had big problems with Eric Tapout. Joey came on fucking line out of nowhere. I, you know, he wasn't involved in any of it. He's fucking messaging me, threatening me, and this and this. Years later, he had a falling out with him, and I I had no knowledge of that at all. But I had seen Joey wrestle for the first time, because I hadn't even seen him wrestle before. He was just sending me threats online and shit. I, did, I never saw this fucking dude before. And I saw him wrestle at Jersey All-Pro against Steve Scott. And I'm watching this match, like, half-hating and shit, looking like, yeah, this this is the motherfucker who's going to kick my ass and shit. I'm like, yeah, all right. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, you, you see that type of shit online. It's like, again, like, you, you're not running around looking for fights, but if someone says they're going to kick your ass and you suddenly see him, like, you, I mean, you, you're going to have some kind of thought in your head, like, maybe shit goes down. Who knows? So I hit him up saying, like, look, man, I really enjoyed your match. I don't know if you're still on that shit. I mean, if you are, it is what it is. But, look, I enjoyed your match and this and that. And uh, and he hit me back. He's like, nah, nah, no worries, man. You know, uh, you know, fuck Eric Tap out. You know, he, I, I'm not down with that shit anymore and this and that. And then, like, that was, like, almost like a bonding moment where it was like, yeah, fuck Eric Tap out. I went to the, the show in, um, what was it? brick yeah brick and they had the little pony ring and it was like him and x-pac with scott hall at ringside and he won the tag titles and like he hopped off the ring with the fucking titles and i'm i'm over there ringside he's like yeah fuck eric tap out right and fucking high five me and shit you know what i mean like but that's that's the thing you know one minute he was ready to die for this fucking guy and ready to fight people and then the next thing you know it was like oh yeah yeah me too bro like yeah we're good so, and I feel like a lot of that type of shit was going on with CZW, where it was like, oh no, fucking, you don't know anything, fucking DJ, everything's going great, next thing you know, he's over there going, yeah, well, fuck them. It's just, this type of shit happens all the time. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think me and Joey are going to be friends any anytime soon. I, he got tired of me calling him fat, which is fine. I mean, you want to be fat, be fat. Uh, but, um, so, uh, it's just crazy how things change. And like I said, I've always just been, been blunt and honest. I, I never say shit for shock value or to just get attention or anything. Cause I really don't give a fuck who's paying attention to me. I it just, it's, it's not my gig. I, I do this shit for like a hobby, one of many hobbies and not even my favorite hobby. Um, and I just like to, I just like to fucking talk. Um, so, so that's Tournament of Death, man. Um, this is, I, I feel like this is one of the nails in the fucking coffin for, for CZW. Because the bread and butter of CZW has been those shock and awe shows. The, the Tournament of Death, the Cage of Death. 
I mean, those those motherfuckers right there. Um, those those were something that stood out. There was always wrestling in CZW, despite DJ telling you, you know, he invented wrestling within CZW, but uh, it was not the case. And um, it's still these shows really uh, jumped out as something you couldn't miss, you know. So, um, I don't know what to tell you. It's uh, it's not looking good though. So. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? Um, this lion and lion and tiger petting shit. Um, the WWE, I guess they went to South Africa or some shit, and um, they they were some kind of lion. I forget what the the exact name of the place is, but it's something about lion uh, safari and fucking whatever. And uh. Bailey was there, and uh, Cesaro was there, and I just keep seeing this this outpouring of, oh my god, I'm so jealous, you got to pet the tiger, the, the lions, and oh my god, that's great, and like, she's all fucking, like, they're all hyped about it, like, it's just a positive thing, um, I, I just, for those who don't know, um, if if you want to go watch the I I never watched the movie but um the documentary but if you want to go watch Blood Lions, um you'll you'll realize the type of thing that canned hunting is, and what it is is these cubs they can be pet and they can be touched and this and that once they hit a certain level of maturity, you can't do that with them anymore. They're too strong. Even at a playful sense, they're too strong. Um, they have to get rid of them. I mean, and, you know, well, you know, let me skip forward real quick just to say that uh, th- this place in particular, and if you, you Google, you know, most of these places, they've had incidents. They've had incidents. They've been exposed. They've had, um, you know, you look at this exact place, and again, I forget the name of it, but just look up where they were. And then look up like the 60 minutes expose that they did on it. And this place was exposed for uh, dealing to can hunts. And um, uh, they shut their operations down of the cub petting. After being exposed, they shut it down. They went a couple years and then just recently reopened it because it was too big money. They couldn't turn away the money and they just said, fuck it, uh, you know. And now they're, they're, they're claiming that they're they're not dealing in, in uh you know the can hunt uh sales they're not selling to can hunts they're allowing them to just grow up and live there and this and this but bullshit uh you know a cub only stays a cub a certain amount of time and then from there on the lion should live you know up into 20 years 20 plus years so when you figure Within the first year, you lose your marketability as far as a cub, and then you need another cub. And each lion lives over 20 years. There's no feasible way to just keep all of the lions. That's that's not a real thing. You can believe that bullshit if you want, but it's not a real thing. Um, a can hunt is where the big cats are put in um, small enclosures and rich trophy hunting jerk-offs pay big money to shoot them. Uh, I mean, tens of thousands of dollars. And then they get to take the lion lion home with them, you know, the lion's body, and do whatever they want with them. 
and, and that's what the, these lines are sold off to after they're too big to be used for, you know, pick drops and rolling around with people who have the money to do that type of shit with. So, I mean, look up, look up these places, research these places. Don't tell me you like fucking lions. You love lions. You love tigers. You love this. Even Bailey said, cause someone said, I'd love to do that with tigers. I'm big into tigers. And she's like, Oh, there's a place in Thailand. You look up tiger temple, look up fucking tiger temple. Because a couple of years ago, they got shut down. 40 tiger cubs frozen in their freezer they found. Tiger pelts, they were selling them for fucking skins. Not only any that can hunt shit, but they were straight up killing them and fucking selling their skins there. They were selling the tiger meat. They were selling the tiger every fucking thing. They were using those cubs for money and then slaughtering those fucking tigers out there. They were mass, and even in South Africa, they, they mass breed them. They breed them like fucking, you know, like assholes with pit bulls. Just fucking, I'm going to have one of the puppies. Like, they, that's what they're doing. They're just out there breeding them and breeding them because they're making money off of them. And they have to go somewhere once they're a certain size. They can't, they can't be used for that anymore. And there's no, there's not enough room on the planet to just mass produce things and then just like we keep all the adults like yeah okay that's that's again it's not a real thing um so do your research on this and especially you know when she's um and i'm not i'm not blaming you know bailey or uh you know cesaro or any one of these guys but it's blatant ignorance and when you celebrate that shit like look at how awesome this is you're either like keeping a blind eye on purpose or I, I'm not really sure. Cause I, I mean, there's more than just me on those threads saying how fucking dare you, you know, you're, you're, you know, um, contributing to a horrible trade and this and that. And, and you're ignoring that shit on purpose. If, if you're not seeing that and going, Hey, what are they talking about? Like, I, man, I love that cub. I would have loved to seen it grown up. Oh, well you could shoot it and bring it home in two years because that's what it's going to, you know, be off to. And, and where I work, um, you know, we have a, I work in the shelter with the domestic cats, but we have tigers and lions and all of that type of stuff out there in the zoo. And um, several of our cats were, were rescued from can hunts that they did out in Texas. I mean, it, that's the thing. Like, you know, this isn't just Thailand. This isn't just South Africa. This isn't just those type of things. Can hunts exist in the United States. Um, Texas is a big place for that type of thing. Um, we've, we've rescued several cats from can hunt situations because what happens is these things are, are legal. These things are okay. But if enough noise gets riled up, if enough organizations, um, get riled up and, and then, um, you know, bring heat on the organization, a lot of times they'll, okay, like, okay, we'll release these cats to you. They'll release these four or five cats or these 10 cats if you have a place to put them and most times, you know, who, who the fuck has a place to put these, these cats? Well, it's places like us that will take in these cats from, you know, different places. And we, we currently have six tigers. I mean, we're a small zoo, but we have six fucking tigers. There, there's big zoos that don't have six tigers. Um, we have three lions, six tigers, um, a couple of cougars, baboons, um, well, a lot of different things, a lot of different situations. It's not all can hunts or anything like that. Um, now we got monkeys and all sorts of things, but, um, 
you know, it, it's there. There's so much more to it than just like, oh, you got to play with a lion cub. Oh, I want to touch a baby lion. It's like, look into this shit, guys, because uh, you know, to to love the beauty of an animal, I I could sympathize with anybody that that respects animals that way. And and you know, if you're naive and you're young or you're you know, you just don't see that side of it or know that side of it, yeah. Oh, that sounds fucking awesome to wrestle around with a fucking a tiger cub or a lion cub. That sounds fucking awesome. But if you then think that like, wow, that same cub that I think is so beautiful is gonna grow up and be slaughtered because I'm fucking paying these people to keep the business going to to do what they're doing, you gotta stop that cycle. I mean, you, you got to cut off this fucking trade. I mean, it's one thing if you worked in a zoo, they had a cub, and you got to play around with it a little bit before it grew up. That's a different story. These these animals are not meant to live that way. They're not meant to just be played with and stuff like that. And again, hey, if you're in a rare situation where you work somewhere that they have them and you know, you're know you able to interact a little bit more than your average person, then, then fine, understandable. But um, for the public to be invited to it, this situation it has to be done on such a mass level and such a continuous turnover as far as cubs that it's, it's not safe for the animal whatsoever there's no there's no good end game for that amount of cubs being used and exploited um it's it's terrible it's really really terrible so i i i uh I beg you guys to just look into that shit before you go, oh, my God, yeah, me too, fucking, I'm going with you, I'm a pet a cub too, you're like, just, just cut it out, guys, they're dying. Um, Kanye West, uh, this motherfucker's off the hook, right? Uh, look, I mean, the thing is, you know what's funny with Kanye, and I fuck with Kanye's music, man, and Kanye's a beast on the fucking music, but Kanye has always been on some bullshit. And what's funny is, is when he's on some bullshit that caters to people, they're down with it, you know? When when he went on, it was like, George Bush doesn't care about black people. And Mike Myers stood and looked like, oh, what the fuck, man? Who? I didn't know that he was going to say that shit. You know, then Kanye was a hero because, oh, he stood up for us, this and this. Oh, turns out that, you know, a couple years later, you know, years down the road, now he's saying that slavery was a choice and shit. Oh, now, now, now he's not standing up for people, right? Okay, Kanye's about himself and nobody else. Do not get it fucked up. You know, when when Taylor Swift is on the stage and he goes like, "I'm gonna cut off her speech. I'm gonna let you finish." But Beyonce was that was just him sucking Jay Z's dick and trying to get up up there with him, get attention for himself. Fuck her, completely shit on her her accomplishment. Yeah, I mean just for the sake of just like shit on her because I am who I am and I do what I do. And then, you know, again, the, the right crowd went, yeah, that's right. Fuck that white bitch, <laughs> you know, but like, that's, uh, that's not just him standing up for what's right. You don't get to just like argue with people who win awards. <laughs> How many times have you seen someone win an award and somebody going up like, yeah, fuck that. That's not the right one who won. Like you don't get to do that. You're, you're out of control. And, and it's just, again, it's it's all good and it's all fun. And now all of a sudden he's hitting the wrong fucking nerves. Kanye's out of his fucking mind. He's been out of his fucking mind for a long fucking time. Um, so I, I, just, I just think it's entertaining, you know, to watch everybody fucking, you know, flip on him now. 
because I, he's been on some bullshit his whole fucking life. To the best of my knowledge, uh, he, he's been out of his mind throughout. He's done tremendous things musically. You know, he's going to continue to do tremendous things musically. Let's not get it fucked up. Uh, I, I'm hoping this doesn't fucking end the uh, the project he had planned for the summer with Nas. Like, he was supposed to produce a Nas record. Like, you know how dope that fucking shit is going to be? But people are already like, yo, fuck, boycott, boycott this motherfucker. So I'm hoping that shit's already recorded because Nas might not fuck with him now. You know? I, I don't know. But, um, I, shit is crazy. Kanye's out of his motherfucking mind. Um, so yeah, I, I think, uh, just gonna pretty much wrap it at that. Uh, a little extended plugs though. Um, check out the hot tag podcast, my man Shaheen over there, box man. Um, they're doing their thing, man. They, they, uh, they're on that steady WWE wrap up Shaheen's regularly going to the GCW shows. He's got all the rundown on all that type of stuff going on. Check them out. Um, and they do all sorts of extra shows, you know, movie show, Boxman does, and, uh, Shaheen, uh, I think he does some other shit too, right? Yeah, you know, they do a lot of shit over there, and Shaheen's got his Hostile City graphics, he, uh, he does all sorts of dope shit, you know, check him out, you want to commission him for some shit. Um, then check out my boy Jeremy and Eric, uh, doing, uh, I got you five stars. I think that's that's what it's called. And I always like I can't read that without like it's got to be like with an attitude. Like I got your fucking five stars right here. You want your fucking five? I got your five stars. <laughs> yeah, it's like the vibe I get off of that. But it's fucking weird, man, because like these motherfuckers start out with like a Rod Stewart song and shit. Like I don't know, Forever Young or some kind of shit. Like I don't even know what the fuck. <laughs> like I, it's a little awkward. Show starts and I'm just looking around like I don't. Is this some kind of inside joke? Like, I don't know. Is this just, like, this is just their jam. They just don't want to tell nobody this is the shit. They don't give a fuck when nobody's at. Uh, it's, got, it's got the Eagles logo on a Rod Stewart song. The Eagles logo on a Rod Stewart song combined has to be one of the gayest combinations on the planet. You know? Like, if the Eagles was blowing another Eagle or something, that would be even <laughs> worse, I'd imagine. But I... I imagine that's what the Eagles thinking of doing because it's a fucking Eagles logo. But um, they um, I I gotta tell you like a couple things because I listened to uh, two of their shows today. Um, number one, Eric has gotten a million times better. Um, I used to call Eric the worst podcast host of all time, um, in podcast history, um, because I mean the dead air the like talking in circles the never getting to a point that fucking his call dropping off like just the mayhem that would happen during eric shows were just like comically bad um david russell took worst podcast host of all time honors from eric um but since then eric's been doing you know the bullshit eagle show which i'll never listen to but you know he's getting some reps in and and I gotta tell you, like he stepped up big fucking time, and he's forming sentences, and he he's sounding like you know he has an opinion on things. Yeah, I don't even know if this is coming off as a compliment, but uh, that's I, I'm intending it as a compliment. He he's a million times better than what he was before, which I honestly there was a point where I didn't think he'd ever get better. So um, I'll give him a lot of credit for that. Jeremy too. Jeremy um, 
you know, he was one of those dudes that, like, you know, he's my boy. He would come on the show, and he'd, he'd tell me about an IWA show, and I feel like he was just just didn't really have, like, a comfort in, in the podcasting. And the dude, like, teaches public speaking. So I was always expecting, like, man, this dude's going to come on and just fucking just kill it. I just feel like, I don't know, uh, I don't know if it was just new and it was just strange. And it just didn't seem like he was that comfortable. But on this show, the two of them gel well together. Um, they're doing like a format where they go on the powerbomb.com or powerbomb TV or whatever the fuck it is, you know, subscription service with the indie shows on it. And, um, they watch a random show, uh, like they, they figure out what show they're going to watch. The two of them watch it and they review the show. This was like another level of explaining to me and reminding me of how much I don't like wrestling because these guys, what they're doing, like I'm at the point where if Ric Flair was going to fight fucking June Kasai in, in front of my house, there's a good chance I'm not even going to fucking watch it. Uh, that's two of my favorite wrestlers ever. And, and there's a good chance I'm not even going to watch it. I'm so checked out. These guys are saying things like, I don't know anything about any one of these wrestlers. And I'm really excited to learn new wrestlers and find out what's going on over there. I mean, you could hear the, the passion, the fucking, the intensity, the, the, the excitement about learning new wrestlers. I mean, I am so fucking checked out. You could tell me the dopest shit ever. I know all the wrestlers, what they're capable of and all that, and I'm still not watching it. These guys are all in on watching some shit that they have no knowledge of, finding out what's good, and fucking following up on that. And then, you know, going in and finding more of those people's matches because they like the last shit they saw. They're way to fuck in. And, And I know at some point, you know, I was like that as well. And good for them for still having the passion for that. So if you want to hear two guys talk about wrestling, that they're legitimately into it. Um, and, they're, you know, they'll turn you on to a lot of new shit. You might not know what they're talking about initially, but they'll give you a good fucking rundown on everything. Um, and, and, you know, they, they give it honest criticism. They give, uh, you know, a star rating after every match. Uh, if a guy, like, puts himself over a ton, they give it a David star. No, they they don't, but they should. Um, <laughs> if a guy acts like a big dickhead sometime during the show, I'll give that a David star. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I got to give them credit for what they're doing over there. I, I can't tell you that I'm going to watch, uh, listen to a ton of it because again, I don't watch wrestling. So, um, their genuine, genuine excitement for wrestling is for wrestling fans. <laughs> That's, uh, strangely enough a wrestling show should cater to wrestling fans i think that's why i get so much heat and people hate my fucking guts because like wrestling fans tune in and be like he just called wrestling fans assholes like what the fuck is wrong with this guy um so uh yeah i um i don't know i just um like i said i gotta put them over doing what they're doing uh they're going to have to do something with that Rod Stewart song, like come up with some kind of running joke that goes with it. Something, something. Cause it, I mean, this shit sounds like, like an 80s sitcom is about to start. Yeah. I mean, and I'm into all sorts of type of music, man. Like, um, I, like, I don't like death, ma- death metal or, or really t- that much metal or anything like that, which, you know, the majority of the people who, who are into death match wrestling and the things that I've been into, they're way into that shit. Like, ah, 
I'll rock fucking motherfucking James Taylor over half of that. And I don't think anybody's even said the words motherfucking James Taylor since maybe someone had a bet on a Niner game in the 80s. <laughs> you know, that's probably the last time motherfucking James Taylor has ever been said. But, like, I, I fuck with James Taylor and I fuck with Sean Price. You know what I mean? Like, my my music and, and oh, 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 let, let, let's get this out there, too. I fuck with Lady Gaga, man. Um, Shaheen tried to take a shot at me because I was saying, you know, what kind of what kind of gay shit that those little fucking um, the fuck are they called? Um, the fucking waste bags, the um, fanny packs. Even the name of that shit is homo. Fanny pack. The fucking fanny packs. He was putting that shit over like it was the dopest shit out, right? And uh, little leather fucking. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. So he's got this shit, a little cigarette in his fingers, showing a little bag, saying that you know, anybody that doesn't have these need to step their game. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, it's each their own, but. So he's got this shit, right? And then uh, TJ, the TJ and Friends guy, right? He goes like, yo, I got the deluxe package. Or some shit. He's got like a beard tucked in his shit. And he posts a picture. He's straddling a ladder with this little fucking gay bag with a beer stuck in it and shit. Like, there's, like, utility compartments wrapped around, like, fucking Batman and, like, fucking Adam West Batman and shit. Fuck out of here. And uh, he bought that shit with, like, Marlboro points. <laughs> and he's got this shit wrapped around. He's like, yo. And they're like, yeah, that's a dope one. Get the fuck out of here. So... <laughs> I said some shit like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think this thread could get any gayer until I, you posted a picture straddling some shit with one of those things on. And Shaheen pops up like, you ain't gonna tell me shit because you fuck with Lady Gaga. It's like, yo, first off, you was supporting some Takeshi uh, 6 9 shit. Um, yeah, I mean, like, oh, yo, that's, that song is dope. You ain't gonna, come on, man. Lady Gaga is fucking dope. I don't give a fuck what you say. If you like that type of music at all, clearly you don't. That's fine. But if you like that type of music at all, you know she's a motherfucking killer. Her, her voice is through the fucking roof. She's one of the best live performers ever, especially if you hear her shit stripped down fucking acoustic. Her voice is fucking incredible. But, yeah, I mean, you can hate if you want. The bags are still gay as shit, especially if you take a picture straddling some shit in your picture. So I don't give a fuck what you say with your utility belt. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> stuck full like a, one of those fucking vape machines or whatever the fuck you got in your little bag so shout out to Shaheen you might do but you know what I mean fuck out of here um speaking of fuck out of here pick up a fuck out of here shirt why not you know what I mean or don't so um I think that's all I got check out all all my dudes over there at the podcast that I mentioned and uh fuck out of here talk to y'all later have a nice night Stay dry. It's raining again. I'm tired of rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. Keep it in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers. 
and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good? Like, Jesus tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you got to say because you be blazing people. And I'm like, well, I got to hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth, even when I lie. The Juza Kids Radio. Jesus! A sacred night to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no fools. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.